there's a reason more pros choose redneck blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com. Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. It's myself, Tim Mazaran, along with Dave Thomas, putting some things away here, and Jamie Noteboom in studio tonight. And we're excited. We got Quentin from Expedition Archery tonight uh, joining us to talk a little bit about some bows that we got going on this year. So Quentin, um, tell us a little bit about what you do at uh, Expedition and uh, tell us how things are going right now. Sure. So right now, uh, I wear a lot of hats at Expedition, right? So my, I guess my official title is R&D manager, but um, I also am kind of the plant manager at this point in time. So I help manage uh, the development of new products, um, the testing aspect of it. Then I'm also in charge of the daily operations right now, the production schedule, uh, coordinating with customer service, shipping department, literally everything. Um, And we're a small company too. So in-house we have like eight or nine people uh, depending on the day. Um, So everybody's running around with their heads cut off really. But right now we're in the thick of it. Seasons are starting up and we're trying to get orders out the door as fast as we can. It is that time of year for sure, man. So it's, it's similar to us over here. We start to get a lot of stuff rolling obviously the podcast season kicks up in a big way this time of year as well with everything. But, uh, you know, Dave's been busy shooting, uh, shooting a lot of bows lately. And, uh, one of them you just got done with tonight, right? Yeah. It's funny, actually. It's by the time this airs, it'll already be live the videos, but yeah. So I just had a chance to shoot this ball. I was waiting to shoot it, uh, the X light. And, uh, you know, it took, uh, took some time to get here and have time to sit down and actually go through it. But I, I'll be honest, man, this is definitely a top premier bow. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Well, I shouldn't even say that. We're in a different territory with this bow. Let's be honest here. This is a different price point. This is, the well, the most expensive bow in the industry, more than carbon, but less than crossbows. It's an interesting thought when you think about that. Because we always have this conversation about crossbows are getting higher and higher in the fourth $5,000 range with scopes and stuff. And uh, this being around $2,000 bow, I mean, it's it's not there yet, right, to that, that mark. But some people who would think this is high in the bow yep. market who are buying four or $500 bows. Right. So I don't know if they realize or don't realize what it's actually made out of and you know, the quality put into this. Cause obviously it's really, really pick it up. just pick it up. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so Quentin, light. can you walk us through this bow real quick? Let everybody know what it's all about. Yeah. So uh, we sent you guys the X light 31. So that bow is 31 inches axle to axle, six and a half inch brace height. Um, and it IBOs at 336. So a little bit of background on like the price point of it, right? So we know we're in a totally different tier of pricing, but like Dave said, it's because of what we put into it. Uh, first and foremost is that magnite material. So it's a magnesium 
and nanocomposite blend, uh, blended material that we have the exclusive rights to within the industry. So it saves a ton of weight. So compared to like 6061 aluminum, which is kind of the industry standard, um, it's about 33 to 35% lighter, depending on the grade of material that you choose. Um, so extremely lightweight. And that's been the biggest thing that guys notice right away. You have a standard aluminum bow hanging up on the rack and you have that magnite bow hanging up on the rack and everybody's reaction is the same. It's like, holy cow, this thing is super light. Um, and for how, how big of a bow it is, right? For 31 inches axle to axle, the majority of that length is in the riser. So we went with a super long riser and a flatter limb geometry. It, it creates a really nice shooting platform, really forgiving. It's funny you say that because I was sitting here talking to you actually before we, we jumped on the podcast and Dave was outside shooting it and, and Jamie Jamie picked it up as well. And I could hear them outside going, man, this thing is light. So it's it kind of <laughs> funny. So that, that's pretty cool. But um, is, is there anything different about the manufacturing with that type of material? Is it still like a, a, um, a, like a solid piece that you're carving out? Yep. So that, uh, so we're cutting each and every riser, the X-Lite 31 and the X-Lite 33 out of a solid chunk of billet. So they start off as like a 30 some pound rectangular piece of magnite and we carve it down to that lightweight riser, um, which seems like a big waste, but at the same time, we're able to recycle that material so we can produce more billets with it. And we just oh, keep cool. producing risers out of it. So that's, that's really nice. Eco-friendly. I love it. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can get, <laughs> we can make a lot of bows out of, uh, all of that material. So it's pretty Well, cool that's, enough. that's a lot to shave. I mean, if you're starting, you said with a 30 pound billet. Yeah. It, it's like, and it's it goes down to what? Three, three, seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a two and a half pound Actually, riser, basically. Yeah, yeah, that that's a pretty big carve out from that billet. So yeah, it's <laughs> oh, probably it's, a good thing that you can recycle all that excess. Oh yeah, there'd be yes, a lot definitely. of waste there. What? Sure. Let's talk about these pockets. Are these pockets the same material? Or are these different? Just aluminum? Yep. So whatever part that we could cut out of magnite, we did. So we wow. we wanted to, except for cams. Cams, we, we stuck with aluminum because aluminum is tried and true in the cam world. Uh, we're going to venture into that in the future though. But as far as the pockets, the riser, the cable bracket, the rollers, the suppressor rod, even everything that we could cut out of magnite is magnite. So we cut a ton of weight out of that bow. Um, what was it? I had an X-Lite 33, my, my prototype aluminum model and out of the box, that thing was over five pounds. Then you pull out a magnite one and it's sub four. So it's, Jeez. pretty incredible that is pretty incredible let's let's talk real quick about the difference from you, your perspective from expeditions perspective the difference between doing this and doing a carbon bow so what was the what was the thought behind this idea because i know you guys did this a couple years ago then what it sounded like to me is the one you guys skipped a year of magnite because of it was hard to get the material or something that's my understanding i could be wrong you can you can check me on that and then now it's back and it's back with fury because this thing is again amazing so I guess take us to that real quick, I guess. Like how why not carbon? And then, you know, uh is is this gonna be something you guys are gonna produce from here on out, or is it gonna you know what I mean take is is it hard to get the material? <laughs> sure. So uh twenty twenty one was our first run at Magnite and 
it like you said, it was it was difficult for us to get that material from a sourcing standpoint. It was man, it was tough. So 2022, we took a break from it. We needed to iron out basically the supply chain part of it and the manufacturing side of things as well. So we took a break from it in 2022 and 2023 is our reincarnation of Magnite into the industry. And that's what the X-Lite was all about. Um, we, we didn't want to go carbon because we're a really small company and we didn't have the time nor resources nor capital to dive into that carbon bow world. And it's hard to manufacture. It's super dirty, super labor intensive where Magnite, just like aluminum, you can machine it on a CNC um, and we can get higher throughputs. So that that was kind of the avenue that we wanted to follow. That make that that makes a lot of sense actually because you know there's a lot of a lot of similarities from what it sounds like from a manufacturing standpoint. So we talked about the lightness of it. Are there other benefits that to that material like vibration and stuff like that as well? Yep. So inherently magnesium has better vibration dampening properties than aluminum and if I remember right it was 9 no it was um according to the manufacturer of the material it's versus standard carbon fiber. Now I'm not talking like high modulus, ultra high mod stuff, but standard carbon fiber, it's got 20 times more vibration dampening than standard carbon fiber. Um, and spec wise from, oh, it's three times more than aluminum. That's impressive. That's well, and, and, and it's, it's good to know because like, as Dave said, people are going to look at this, they're going to look at the price tag, obviously. And there's yep. got to be benefits to it, right? Um, yep. And obviously, you guys are a type of company that, um, and it just so it, it speaks to how you guys took 2022 off because from from making this because you want to make sure that you're putting out a good product for the right value, right? Yep. So that that makes yep. a lot of sense, and I'm glad that you pointed that out. Yeah, and not only the material standpoint, like there's a laundry list of items that kind of add up and compound into why we. Uh, dove into the price point that we did with that particular model or the 31 and the 33. So not only are we doing the magnet material, which is new to the industry um, and has a lot of benefits in its own right, but like our strings and cables, we outfit those bows from factory with ABB platinum series strings. So um, guys don't have to go out and buy a custom set of strings anymore. Like they're like, these are top tier quality strings right from the factory then the finish on the bow, the cam, every single part on that bow that has color on it, including the limbs, is Cerakoted. So you get a nice durable ceramic finish and it's color match, right? Or you, you have the opportunity to color match your parts. So we offer a handful of colors for the riser and, and paint match for the limbs. Then you have two color options for uh, the, what we call the ancillary parts, like your cams, your mods, your pockets, the cable bracket. You have a choice between flat, dark earth and black. So you can mix and match colors to your heart's content. So it gives a lot of options for the consumer. Can you give us a uh, range for draw weights and uh, draw lengths? Yeah, so the X-Lite 31 that you guys have uh, is available in 50, 60, 65, and 70 pound options. Then the draw length range on that bow is 25 and a half to 30 and a half inches. Then the 33 is 26 to 31. Um, and the majority of those uh, 
adjustments are in a rotating mod system. So it's uh, half inch draw length increments. The longest two draw lengths are on a separate mod. So you have a base mod, then you have a long draw mod. Uh, we did that because <clears throat> for us to get the best performance out of those longer draw lengths, we had to go to a separate mod to optimize it. Uh, if we wanted to fit it on that, that base mod, uh, like the draw force curve, the performance, it was just garbage if we would have tried to build it right into that mod. So we separated it, made it its own mod, and we were able to get a lot better performance and feel that way. Very good. What kind of cam is on? Is this a new cam or no? So it's a, well, I can't. It's a, it's a dual let out track binary style cam. I can't say it's a binary cam because of Bowtech, but it's a binary style cam. So um, we partnered with um, the company who owns that patent for the binary style cams. We licensed that out and uh, we decided to go with a, a dual let out track option just because it uh, balanced a little bit better for us. We tried other options like running your cable from one side of the bottom cam to the opposite side of the top cam like other manufacturers do. And to do that, um, you're super, super dependent on your limb deflections being like spot on with that, where we were able to achieve really good um, balance in the cam system and amongst the limbs by doing this dual let out track system. Yeah, that's cool. Let's, what about some of the accessories on here? Um, you guys have, sorry, you guys have a uh, suppression stabilizer type ordeal come out the front but you also have these looks like is this doinkers on the back of this yeah correct so that's that's another thing too that kind of leads into that that price point thing right so we didn't want to we didn't want to just throw a chunk of rubber on there we wanted to use something that had a history of being a high performing part right so we partnered with doinker and bill he's a he's a great dude to work with so on the back side of the riser those little ones those are called peewee doinkers and in my testing, they're, they're super tiny, but they did a phenomenal job of taking vibration out of the riser. Even one of those made the residual vibe. So everybody does the whole riser tap test. Um, a single one of those removed it completely. So we wanted to balance it out. So we put one in top and bottom because a lot of the vibration in the bow is generated right at the back of the pocket and at the front of the pocket because all that energy is being transferred through there and it's got to go through the riser. Yep. So that's why we put them there. And kind of the same principle with that lower front mount, that's a flex doinker, same thing. It's by doinker. We partnered with them for that as well. We wanted to provide additional mounting uh, options for accessories, whether it be a stabilizer, uh, a camera, whatever. But from what we've found that specific area as well in the riser gener there's a lot of vibration going through there so we wanted to to kind of kill that noise so we we placed it there as well the model of my life you can never have enough blinkers you know <laughs> i like that uh, i have an idea i have an idea for a bow all right, go ahead, go ahead. All right so this is what we do i have no idea we're not doing it they're gonna, they're gonna do it not <laughs> okay. us. all right so what we do we seal the side you don't see in here at all you don't see in here at all and we fill all that in there with some sort of gel. And then it's like locked in some there. Some vibration. 
Yeah. I don't think you need yeah. it, but it would look so ugly like, probably because it, it'd be a solid piece. I'm already thinking with Quentin's thinking, you know how much weight that's going to add? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got rid of all that weight. You just want to yeah. add it back in? Dang it. I might get those stuck. <laughs> I think of like the old uh, Lone Wolf magazine ads. I think they had a bow kind of like that in those ads back in the day. Did they really? That's awesome. I think so. So so have you guys now, I know you guys, you guys are not an aero company, but I'm just wondering, that material. Yep. Are you, is there any consideration that that would be like the next gen aero material? Uh, I don't know if I would go as far as like the aero shafts themselves. I think there's a lot of opportunity as far as components though, um, okay. because there are different grades of magnite and uh, some are softer than what we're using and some are harder that uh, kind of outperform some mild steels as well. So there's a lot of opportunity with it because I know a lot of the craze right now is a lot of FOC, um, but I think the tables are going to, I think everything's going to start evening out, right? Some guys are right. super light. Some guys are super heavy with high FOC. I think that middle ground is going to be reached and I think it's going to come back to that. And I think there's a lot of good opportunity for really high end components that hit more of that middle ground weight. Like what's the standard insert weight, like 12 to 18 grains you can make some really nice components in that weight with, with magnite. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting material. I gotta say, I, I won't, I, I, I never forget when you guys were first launching this, you guys did a phenomenal job at hiding it from everybody, right? You teased everybody. <laughs> we were talking to, you know, what is this? What's going on? You made us all wait for launch day. Um, X yeah. I, yeah. I shot the first model. Yeah, and it, and it was the coolest yeah. launch. Uh, I got to say it was probably one of the funnest launches because everybody was just intrigued about what, what it was and what was going on. So it, it's always good to, uh, to us, and I'm sure you can appreciate that, especially with the, the R&D background that you have, um, to see innovation in the industry still, right? I mean, yeah. we, we talk all the time about um, innovation in the industry, and you know, some, some companies take swings at things and miss. But that's part of the process because if nobody ever did that, um, this industry wouldn't move forward to what it is today. And the technology has come such a long way in just the, what, 13, 14 years um, that we've been doing this. Um, but it, it's absolutely amazing to see what you guys are still able to come up with and all the innovation that you guys still have. So really, really cool to see. What I What I wanted to ask you too real quick is, like, what does the R&D process look like when you're, it has to be, I'm sure, intense when, especially when you're working with a new material like that, how long did it take for you guys to um, get the first prototype build and then start finishing it off to a final product? What did that process look like? So just for like timeline sake, right? So that the X-Lite series bows um, started back in late, 2021 right so i'm talking like i had my very first x-lite prototype riser out of aluminum just to test the uh, structure of the riser and just geometry and stuff like that back in i think it was october of 21 and it's been progressive the whole way through different iterations i think we went through like holy smokes if i look back in my files it might not be a lot for other manufacturers but for us as as small as we are uh, i think it was like it was over 10 revisions of that riser where we had to make subtle changes to get it to where it was um, implementing, you know, like 
software like SolidWorks for model testing and stuff like that for strength, flex, where are hot spots, uh, what part of the riser is strong enough, where can we reduce weight um, and still maintain strength. So it, it was pretty intensive on the riser side and on the cams. I So I don't know if you guys looked at like our social media posts from it was around Christmas time last year. So just prior to launch, we had a post with a Christmas tree with cams hung all over it. That was kind of a teaser. That was Those were all prototype cams for that bow. That was the most expensive Christmas tree I've ever seen. In I was going to say, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. And there were quite a few on there. Oh, yeah. I think we had like 15 or so revisions of cams. So it's it, it was crazy. <laughs> I have another idea. What's your idea? Yeah, like this one. Expedition tree stands. There you go. Oh, man, with the lightness and the strength. There you go. I like They're this. probably already doing that. They're probably like, oh, both of us. See, this is what we do. We come up with ideas to see your reactions and be like, ah, we got them. Got them. Got them. Look what I found. Look what I found in the back. I went and walked over there. Oh, there you go. Yep. There it You're is. Like the lightest can be beauty. What a little beauty this thing is. Tiny, too. So is this is this considered the very first Magnite bow? Yeah, correct. Yep. So the X thirty and thirty three and this this stays on thirty seven. Yeah, they were got spider webs on it. That's bow history right there. This is the first history of. Yep. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind. Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life. Faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. So this is my my personal hunting bow. This is uh, probably number three X37 off the machine ever. It's still in a raw riser form, but I hunt with this. This is <laughs> this is a prototype. What's that site you got on there? Uh, Option Canyon Founder. Cool. Very cool. So are we going to see that material maybe make its way into into the uh, crossbow world a little bit more prominently? Oh. Um, with us being exclusive to having that material within the archery uh -huh. um, industry. And yeah, having some crossbows. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that would Correct. make sense. Uh -huh. It's not, yep. hey, but here's the advantage to you guys, right? You might have the most expensive compound bow on the market, but... The crossbow market's got a wide open range oh, of cost yes. in there, so there's a lot of room, a lot of room to play. I was yep. gonna say you, you, you opened a totally different can of can of worms there. So let's we, talk aluminum we, for a minute. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Were you gonna say something? I was gonna say we have we have crossbows, but our specialty is on the vertical bow side. We know yeah. there are manufacturers out there that make super high end, high quality crossbows, and it's 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 hard to compete in that price point so we'll, well let the big are, play there. They, they are different because of all the different components and, and, and in the crossbow world you can have heavier as long as you have balance 
Yep. Right. Yep, so there, it, it, there is a big difference between the two. So I'm just trying to see what you guys are working on. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Reflection 32. So this is the other boat you guys sent us this year to play with. Um, yep. This one intrigues me because basically with this bow, I feel like Expedition's making a statement to say, you know, hey, we're going to show off, you know, most expensive bow in the industry, but it's got this really cool tech. But guess what? We're still going to throw a bow out there. It's still in the same price point as the other guys at 11 was $1,100. So, and, you know, what a bow it is. This is a great shooting bow. Like right off the bat, it has a lot of power. And I want to ask you uh, about this cam. This cam is very interesting looking and it's very detailed from what I can see. And when I draw, when I was just drawing it uh, to do the speed test, uh, it's got some power, like it wants to go. So what's this, what's the deal with this cam? This is definitely different than I've seen. It's very different shaped than normal. Yep. So you hit the nail on the head as far as like our price point separation, right? So on the X lights, we have that big dual let out track cam system and on the reflection, it's a simpler cam system. So uh, the binary style cams have been out for a long time and we're Expedition is going that direction, right? From uh, for the consumer's sake, right? So in the past we made hybrid cams, they were super high performing, um, but because we had a sliding draw stop, guys were like, how the heck do I move these? Where do I move them? It was kind of confusing. So all around we went to this style cam to simplify things right you move your mod you move your draw stop to the matching hole make sure the stops are hitting at the same time super super simple um, and the reflection is just a kind of a simplified version of what the x lights have from a cam system you don't have the split yoke system it's just two control cables so it's it's simplified but it's still super high performance like that bow ibo is at 340 um, it's a six and a quarter inch brace height and it's a 32 inch axle to axle. So it's, um, it hits, it kind of checks everybody's boxes as far as it's, speed, it's forgiveness. Power. It's got a lot of power and it yeah. locks in nicely. I noticed both bows lock in very nicely when they get back to the back wall. It feels wonderful. Dave needs that when he's pulling 72 pounds. This right here sure. though, I, no, <laughs> for my, for my Western hunter friends, this bow right here is is a very good option. I mean, it's got a lot of power yeah. at distance. I'm sure of it. I can tell just when I shot it, how much power this bow had. So if you guys are, if you guys are in the market for a new bow this year, you should definitely shoot this. You know, a question I was going to ask you before I totally forgot two things. The first one is the, the what's our rest options with these bows. It looks like you guys tapped the backside. I, you can't see it because of the whisker, but there's two holes in the backside going this way. And then we got yep. the two going that way. So I'm yeah, assuming so like the ham skis, like stuff like that. Yep, you got it. So <clears throat> those two holes are for the core mounting system. Uh, so we worked with Hamski and put those holes in the back bar riser to accommodate their Epsilon rest, um, which which is a great rest. But we also offer the standard mounting option on the side of the riser. So we didn't want to um, leave out any major manufacturers. And both the Reflection and the X-Lite series, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the cable bracket, the geometry of it is the same, but what we did was we put that big dog leg in it. So it comes out from a higher point, then it drops down closer to the center line of the bow. Um, and that dog leg allows us to fit larger rests. So like a standard Hamsky Trinity or like a Vapor Trail Gen 7 fits in there just fine. Because 
in the past, we had trouble fitting those larger profile rests because our cable bracket was straight, but it was down lower. So by putting that big dog leg in there, it, it accommodates a lot more rest options for everybody. And I, I put the Trinity, the Gen 7, um, big AAE prophecy framed um, rests on there and everything fit really, really well. It's pretty interesting though, because I, I mean, in, in my own mind, I guess I always thought that the the rest companies followed the ma the bow manufacturer, right? But but you guys you guys are kind of working into your manufacturing process to make sure that you're. But I don't know what's happened. Something happened in the industry with this. This is a great point you you brought up. Over the past, I would you say two years? I would say I, I don't know, you you know, Hamsky mm -hmm. and QAD have put together these two amazing ideas and then every company is kind of going that direction now it's almost right. like they changed the bow manufacturers concept. which we've never seen before. i don't normally see but yeah. then again no no actually we don't normally see that yeah. <laughs> you don't right. really normally see that but i see why we're doing it i do i have played with both these rest i i I, I, I'm, I'm good with a simple whisker biscuit, but you know, in the, in the case of the Hamski, I have it on another bow right now and it's amazing. It shoots great, solid, you know, no issues. Um, and QAD with theirs, you know, I like the idea of what we're doing here, you know, with these ideas, it's just a matter of, you know, what, what does the consumer want to spend? But I think the, the point is they're just trying to give you the option, right? Yeah, you, no. And that, that, and I love it because you don't want to leave anybody out. It's correct. just interesting that, you know, normally in the past, it's like, okay, the bow manufacturer comes up with the idea, yeah. and, you know, first, I guess is my point. And it's kind of like I, working a little bit backwards. Well, I, but I also think, and I'm just gonna throw this out there and this might not refer to you guys specifically expedition, but it, it maybe it does. Some of these companies are doing like a marketing thing with the brands. So they're like right. getting their stuff in on the, the magazines, the, 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 the photos, the, and so, and then they're doing a custom one, right? That says expedition, right? Is a custom yep. rest yep. that can come with it. So those are what they're doing to make it work, right? To right get now. that, that flashiness, and, yep. you know, yep. but they're not holding to one company. They're definitely not doing that. They're not saying only you can use it. You know, I think they did that one year and that was that, you know? Yeah. And so we've, because we're small, we know that we have to be flexible and pivot. And there's a lot of things that we got to accommodate in the marketplace. And everybody's always had that standard mounting or, you know, side mounting holes, but um, with rest being a little bit bigger. So like Vapor Trail, for example, they've always been kind of a top limb activated rest. Well, the demand for bottom limb came up and they had to do what they had to do to make that happen. Well, that made their rest a little bit bigger, bulkier, uh, didn't fit hardly any of our bows in previous models. So it's like, well, let's, Let's be accommodating of everything it gives, or as much as we can anyways, and that gives people a ton of options, and it reduces the amount of calls we get on a customer service side, like yeah. what rest fits my bow. It's like, well, most everything does now, so it's go after it. It's kind of funny you, you brought up Vapor Trail, because uh, to be honest, the two rests so far that I play with with Limb Driven, I really like the Limb Driven more than I thought. Like, it's way easier, I think, than deal with cables and stuff on the cable, but either way. The Vapor Trail and the Hamski are both probably the two quietest rests I've ever played with. Like no sound at all. Like literally nothing. If you make sure your tips like a tight, Vapor Trail. Yeah, it's I know that would leave sound. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so quiet. Like, and I, I'll put them on any bow just playing around in here, and I'm like, it's not actually easy to put on too. I was like, oh my god. 
they're a lot easier than I thought they would be because the way they do it is just simple. You just boom, boom. There's no football. There's no, you know, it's just simple. And, you know, and I think what you just said too kind of highlights the importance of the dealer, right? Um, yeah. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of things like I could just, I, I could have your bow and I can go online and I can start shopping around for stuff. But I, if I don't really know what's going to fit and what's not going to fit, um, you know, it could be a big waste of time and potentially money. So, you know, those right. dealers out there that, that are able to, that you can go into your shop and take your bow in and uh, buy your bow from them and ask them what's going to fit and not, uh, you know, that, that highlights the importance of all those dealers out there too. I, yeah. I cause, wanna... not, Cause there's not just two rest manufacturers, you know, there's right. a ton and not every dealer is going to carry the same, the same accessories depending on the demographic of their area. So absolutely, we, we figured we'd open up the options. Yeah. I also wanted to point out to everybody that, um, expedition has the apx and i know it's not something you guys probably talk about a ton but i want to make this comment because it's very important and it's important because of the price so you're talking 700 dollars bow and it's going to have a lot of great aspects to it of course it's not magnite of course you know but um this is a great option to get into expedition if you're interested in shooting expedition bow but you cannot afford the higher end bows this is a great option so and it also point brings to brings me to this point that you guys are now like kind of covering multiple price points with this bow, but having this bow, it puts you guys in the under under a thousand range, puts you at just over a thousand range, and it puts you at the high end of the thousand range, which is crazy because that really covers three huge aspects. And in speaking of that, other companies who have that don't have that magnite; they have a carbon, right? So they're doing the same concept. And some of them don't even have one this cheap, to be honest. Now I'm thinking about it. So yeah, this well, is a great, it, great. Point. I love what Quinton's been saying all night, and 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 that you know, Expedition isn't isn't as big as some of the other manufacturers. But what what I think that translates to is that it translates to your guys's flexibility as a company, right? To be able to shift and be nimble with what you guys are doing um, on a day to day basis, and really bring those quality products out to the consumer. And uh, you know, in, in in my mind, I mean, you guys, you guys are or you guys would be up for a up for running um for technology just based on the new materials that you're that you're bringing yeah, to the table that's... i mean in, in all honesty i mean like i think you were out of the room at the time dave but we were we were talking about the the innovation that we love to see in the industry and we'd love to see this type of stuff for sure oh yeah and we appreciate it and <clears throat> that's the biggest thing. And we, we know at expedition because we are so small, we're never going to be as big as the big hitters. Right. And everybody knows their names and that's not our goal. We want to, we want to make the best quality product that we can with our capabilities. And we feel like we're hitting the nail on the head with the introduction of our X light series. And that's a good foundation to build off of is how we look at it here. Like the X light 31 and 33 for 2023, is the foundation that we're now going to build off of. And because like all of 2022, we went through like rebranding, restructuring, uh, which is tough as a small company, but coming out with a product like that, we're super proud of it. So uh, that's the goal. The highest quality products we can from here on out, we're, we're not going to play the let's, let's pump a bunch of volume. We're going to create high quality, uh, products, high quality customer service, and that's that's our focus. Good deal, man. Well, let's switch gears for a second. What's going on with your hunts this year? Yeah, you got some you hunts got coming up. I do. Yep. Um. So, end of September, I'll be trekking out to Montana hunting elk. Then just whitetail come October one in Iowa. That opens up, and 
I'm, I'm excited for that. I haven't spent near enough time scouting as I should, but I think it's because my mindset is focused on elk. I'm a, I'm an elk hunter. I mean, I get it when you got such small bucks in Iowa, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must, must be they call it mini Michigan. That's all I know. <laughs> Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Iowa. <laughs> I love it. Some, some amazing deer out there. No joke. So, but cool, man. Hopefully you get some time to, to actually hunt. I know this is always busy season for this industry in general, and uh, it's never easy to get away this time. Of yeah. What, I wonder what they're time. launching this year. They tell us yet or no, you know, we, we've tried, <laughs> we've tried any, any, any real hints, any time frame hints. Well, uh, so I'll give you a little bit of hint. So like that 31 and 33 kind of hit the middle mark. Right. So, I'm a long They're going shorter. Guy. They're going shorter. It's coming back. <laughs> the short one. I'm not saying yes or no, but could be an There's option. There's going to be some other options. So Got just it. so you know, I love <laughs> short bows. If I could be a part of the launch, please let me know. Cause I will. Oh man. I love short bows, especially in that. Ooh, yes. That's exciting. No, so, yeah. So we got some good feedback going going both ways so there's there's any, gonna be more uh, any hinted time frame time frame uh the goal the goal the goal every year is for us from a product launch standpoint like around that ata time frame is kind of our, our goal right um but that's not to say we won't tease it earlier too so that's always fun yeah that's cool. Love it. Love it. You guys always do a good job at that, man. It's, it's been amazing to watch uh, expedition and kind of how you handle all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it keeps us tuned in wanting to know what's going yeah. on for sure. Great job on the logo, by the way, yeah. it looks good. The new logo I like that a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Sharp, sharp. Good deal. Well, Quentin, right. appreciate you joining us, man. We'll have to have you on, uh, when those new options come out maybe sometime yeah, soon hopefully. Like a January conversation. and uh hopefully your hunts go well this year good luck hunting and uh, we'll we'll see you next time all right sounds good guys thank you thank you